0: You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthew.3cr.org.au. Welcome to Stick Together. I'm your host, James Brennan, and I'd like to begin today's show by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land we are broadcasting from today, the people of the Kulin Nation. I want to pay my respect to their elders, past and present, and also pass that respect on to any Aboriginal people that may be listening to the show today. Uh, Today's show is going to be talking about housing rights. And I want to acknowledge that as we're talking about housing rights for people across the country, we are sitting on stolen land and that's something that uh, is part of the conversation I think when we're talking about housing and land rights can never be far away from that. I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, Thank you so much to 3CR for their support in producing this show. Thanks to your local community radio station you might be listening to this show on. Uh, This episode is broadcast across the country on the Community Radio Network, and it brings these shows uh, to stations right across the country. So on this week's show, we've got Ollie, who's a delegate from the Western branch of the Renters and Housing Union. I'll be with you again at the end of the show. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Stick Together. I'm your host for this episode, James Brennan. And on this week's episode, we're talking with Ollie, who's a delegate from the Western Branch of the Renters and Housing Union. Ollie, thanks so much for coming on to the show today. Hi,
1: James. Nice to be here.
0: You know, a lot of our listeners hear a lot about different unions and have like a sense of what those kind of things look like. But you know, obviously, a lot of listeners are also involved in in different campaigns. And you know, I'm sure all of our listeners are either renters, homeowners. You know, mostly. And you know, we're well, we certainly all uh, don't probably don't really need my Introduction on some of the you know issues that are facing the kind of housing um, you know situation in Australia at the moment. But as we like kind of get into all that, I just wondered if you could maybe start by talking to us a little bit about how the renters and housing union sort of came about.
1: Okay, um, so as you probably your listeners are probably aware, the principle of a union is uh, in the workplace setting is of course you have a sort of dynamic in a workplace. Um, where the boss usually has more power and just about all cases has more power and is the whole dynamic of a workplace is often that the boss is able to exploit the workers. So the idea of a union is that if all the workers band together, um, they can take on the boss with their united power and win concessions and get a better deal for themselves. So I guess with the Renters and Housing Union, it's the same kind of thing, Um, but we're not looking at a workplace setting, of course. We're looking at the dynamic between a landlord and the real estate agent and the renter, which is exploitative on um, another level. So the idea is that if we get all the renters to band together, then we can take on the various landlords and real estate agents and get a better deal for ourselves. So um, that was the idea of Renters and Housing Union. Of course, there's already a Tenants Union that exists, um, but um, the way the Tenants Union, the sort of official Tenants Union operates, um, is it's fine. I mean, it's a good place to get advice and to contact um, for when you're going through VCAT, but... Rahu was set up as more of a fighting union um, that can run active campaigns uh, that has a sort of a clear clear goals and principles that go beyond just um, defending the rights we have and goes further to demanding more for renters. Um, so pretty sure Rahu was set up initially around well the beginning of COVID. Um, which was a interesting time for renters. Mm. Um, and the main demand there was that, uh, well, we're not working. Um, we're, a lot of us are relying on settling payments. Um, why should this, in a pandemic, why should we be subsidising a class of landlords who are are able to get a passive income while staying at home? Um, why should people that ordinarily have to leave their house in order to work and make an income, why should they still have to pay these landlords that actually just can just sit at home and receive this income? So that's where it started with this real contradiction that came out of the lockdown.
0: And I wonder, you know, I guess one of the things that strikes me from, you know, hearing what you're saying about creating that kind of solidarity amongst particularly, you know, renters to be able to, you know, guys kind of like work collectively and understand the kind of situation for each other and, and have that support through through the union. How does it, um that kind of marriage within that of homeowners and um renters fit within the union? And, yeah, what kind of discussions have led to that be a united piece of group?
1: Homeowners, there's a lot of homeowners in Australia and most homeowners who are working people, um, they have a mortgage. I see it as important that homeowners in this category, people that just own one house and have a mortgage, um, that they stand solidarity and work with renters. Because um, at the end of the day, we're both fighting the same thing, which is a very, very financialized housing system um, that um, really only serves people with heaps and heaps of money and doesn't serve us. And we have homeowners who are solidarity members. We have a sort of membership category for homeowners. Um, and currently I'm involved in a campaign that does involve homeowners and renters um i'd like to talk about that a bit later fantastic yeah and i guess you know um, it sounds, you know, it's, it's kind of making
0: a distinction of homeowners and, and renters as perhaps, um, you know, kind of like different industry or different income workers as like landlords being, um, you know, more like representing the bosses kind of class as well. But putting that solidarity between the different, you know, workers, even though it might be, um, you know, in a slightly different situation, there's still a lot that
1: is, um, you know, in solidarity. Yeah, totally. Often it's just the case that people that own homes are older. Um, they have been able to buy a house when it was cheaper and they're working class people and the, the younger lot like me, um, we just haven't had the opportunity to buy a house because of the the way prices have gone. Too many, um, avocado breakfasts at the cafe. Yeah. Well, I do like avocados, but I don't understand this because they are kind of like, they're a dollar. Um, <laughs> the main things we worried about is what well, broccoli. <laughs> well, you
0: you um you teased us just before with a um a campaign that's happening. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd love to hear a little bit about uh, what that looks like. And you know, it, I think for a lot of a lot of people listening to the show, that we 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 are aware of you know kind of like all these kind of issues that are existing within you know housing, both for renters and anyone trying to buy a house and all across the kind of market, but it does seem quite challenging to be able to actually put that um, ideas and knowledge into some kind of action to change the housing market. Anything that's come from, you know, like a federal level and things like that, it to have hit a lot of stumbling blocks to be able to get kind of action on policy. But I'd love to hear about, you know, campaign that's happening at the moment that can perhaps give us a little bit of hope.
1: Yeah. So there's two campaigns I want to spruik on the show and both of these, uh, I want to make clear, these are not Rahu campaigns they're not um, Rahu initiated campaigns Um, a lot of the things that happen um, a lot of the campaigns that we're involved in aren't necessarily started by Rahu Um, these, in a lot of the case with um, campaigns that start around this space um, of housing um, they come from people who wouldn't usually consider themselves activists Um, so people that have hit on a situation um, that's pretty existential, like they're being evicted, and they're forced to take action. Um, so i got two examples of this, and these are campaigns that if you're listening, I want you to get involved in. Um, the first is the campaign around saving the Barack Beacon housing estate in Port Melbourne. Um, now, what's happening there is... Someone by name Margaret is being very stubborn and is refusing to leave um, because the kinds of houses she's been offered by homes victoria um homes victoria are the they're kind of like the government body that manage this um provision of social housing um uh, just a side note there's a difference between social and public housing public housing is uh run by the state and is often much much more secure they're pretty much Good affordable houses for life as long as they're maintained properly social housing is where it's run by an NGO so that may be like a sort of a kind of a Christian charity or a um, uh, sort of a a, something like launch housing so they're like um, non-government organizations that are supposed to be non-for-profit but often they the way they're structured they include um housing as sort of a um a profit-making enterprise that would help their other services um it's a very complicated thing to understand but it's important to make that make that distinction so we've got homes victoria who uh, they are telling margaret look we're demolishing this perfectly fine public housing estate. Um, and we've got a number of different places you can move to and turns out none of them are suitable. Um, they're all far away. Um, she doesn't have access to the kinds of services she needs as um, a disabled person. And she's being uh, very stubborn and she's fighting this. Um, and she's got support from lots of people, including Rahu, and we're effectively preventing um, the public housing from being demolished so far. Now, the reason it needs your support is if you go there and you do anything, you just stand around or sit down, have a cup of tea, you being there will help prevent that public housing from being demolished for another day. And that means we have more time that that campaign has more time to escalate and to build momentum um so the best way of getting involved in that is there's a facebook page there's a facebook group if you type in save barack beacon and facebook there's a group that margaret herself runs and she'll let you in and i'm pretty sure she'll also personally (laughs) introduce you to everyone else and you'll get plenty of opportunities to find out when you can help support mm. um the one
0: it sounds like a great yeah. campaign
1: oh yeah it's it's really exciting um and it seems like it's really escalating at the moment like right now um so might be a good idea to get on that like very very soon because you know things are moving fast mm. um can i talk about the other one yeah please um so the other one is this is um it's a very bizarre thing that's happening and i don't um, there's, there seems to be no real precedent uh, for what's happening. I, I was really tearing my mind apart trying to understand exactly how this came about but if you're interested in uh, detective stories um, so there's a there's this um, place in Williamstown that's called Techno Park I love the name mm-hmm. um, It is people been living there for ages since the 60s. Um, I went over there. It's it's a really beautiful place. There's um, this nice river, parkland. Um, the houses are gorgeous. Um, they have like sort of communal gardens and everything. It's it's an ideal ideal place. And also, when I talked to the residents, I found out that not only is it idyllic and beautiful, but these places are really affordable. Uh, they they're, they're in a lot of ways cheaper and more secure than social housing than what i mentioned before and the people that live there absolutely want to continue living there what the council has done and yeah this is a hobson's bay council and this is why it's really unusual they have uh given them all eviction notices telling them this is renters and homeowners they're saying this place is zoned industrial you're living here illegally you need to go um so the council using planning law to evict lots and lots of people in this neighbourhood. The reason they're doing that, I I don't even want to get into that. Um, that's it's a bit of a mystery, mm. um, but I'll just say there's something fishy going on. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, Save Techno Park campaign is it, it's. Um, I was I was really um, amazed to see. Maybe it's because I'm a sort of atomized inner you know, Melbourneian and I didn't think this. I thought this was a fairy tale, um, that this kind of thing happens, but, um, these are neighbors, you know, just ordinary kind of suburban neighbors. And then when they all were given the eviction notice, um, a few of them decided to, uh, you know, start a campaign around this and start having meetings. And this is just over the weeks of snowball to the to the point where they've pretty much got a neighbourhood committee now that's really, really well organised and they're running a campaign and that's where they've reached out to Rahu and we're essentially just supporting them. Um, so if you can, I'm not sure where this, when this airs, but on Tuesday the 8th um, they are going to have a protest where they march to the Hobson's Bay um, Hobson's Bay council meeting and yeah, tell them off. So they're calling on everyone from Melbourne, anyone to come and support them and amplify their message. Um I should give you better details for this.
0: I think Just... it we'll um this will go to air after that um action, but
1: um Ah damn. Yeah. Well there'll be another one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> But I think, um, but yeah, I think it's something they're both, you know, really exciting campaigns that are happening, you know, obviously at a local level. And I think, you know, it sounds like it really speaks to, I guess, the ideals of a campaign is when, you know, the community organizes something itself and then seeks kind of support from other organizations. And, you know, it doesn't always happen like that. And, you know, it can't always happen like that, but it's kind of the ideal in a way, isn't it? Because it means that the community is able to have their voices, uh, you know, be at the front and center of it. And, you know, as activists, it can just play a role of trying to magnify those voices and get other people
1: involved. Totally. Um, And it gives me a lot of hope because what it, says to me is that lots of people are starting to think politically about housing Mm. they're starting to see it not as ah i can't afford this or ah i've hit a hit a bad point in my life or that they're starting to think no this is this decision is a, a, a political choice that has been made and has made my life worse for no good reason and um i should fight for this and i should fight with others that have the same situation.
0: And I think, you know, often it's when a crisis point happens in capitalism that means that people are kind of forced to react to that. And, you know, it makes me think, um, you know, around the US, um, you know, financial crisis in 2007, seven, eight, And, you know, one of the great campaigns that came out of that in the US was the take back the land. Uh, campaigns where people were going around and stopping you know forced evictions and um uh, you know were able to kind of campaign um similarly with with um you know people across across the US and it is i think yeah it is really inspiring to, we all i think um listeners that have uh a you know maybe right now or at different times faced issues with some of the um you know housing issues that i think you know rahu is talking about like in in the demands around things like um, making homes livable you know being able to have like fixed repairs for you know at the moment in Melbourne things like heating or you know when summer comes cooling and um, you know I know like in Australia and, and across New Zealand as well there's been a real push to have um, you know rent caps and um, you know things like that as well that the kind of the language around and campaigning around um, housing is kind of moved from feeling like it's an individual thing that we can't control to becoming like a politicized campaigning um, issue which I think is really exciting
1: yeah yeah it is really exciting
0: well yeah I just um, I just wanted to uh, go through a couple of those demands um, that are listed like on the Rahu website and then um, you know I guess one of the other kind of main ways that people can uh, you know either get more involved or to hear more about um, the union is is to join it as well so um, I'll go th- talk about these and yeah, if there's anything you want to say around the demands and then we could talk a little bit about how people can get involved in the union itself. Um, So yeah, the demands around building, um, you know, more public housing and, you know, to end the public housing wait list. And you spoke a little bit before Ollie around the difference between social public housing, um, to cap rent increases, uh, raise the rent uh, assistance rate, make homes livable and tax empty housing, which, um, you know, obviously contributes a lot to, um, you know, housing prices across the country too. I don't, yeah, if there's anything you wanted to add around, you know, those kind of demands and how the union, um, you know, came to kind of form those.
1: Yeah, well, I think the, these demands, they represent some things that could be, the, the choices that could be made by politicians um, that, realistic in this time frame it's you know this is not this is not uh you know pine in the sky we're not asking for something that's you know so far reaching from sort of the capitalist system we have now these are simple um, demands that could be implemented right now if we had the political will and they would make the situation better for renters and relieve us of this housing crisis
0: awesome and you know just we're going to have to wrap up in a moment but Uh, You know, I guess from what I understand, you know, being a member of um, Rahu is is pretty similar to, I um, hope that most people are, you know, familiar with of being in uh, any other union really where there is like... um, you know um fees like union dues to to pay um you know uh you know monthly or or yearly and and there's also like branch meetings and and you know like people like yourself who are delegates as well did you want to talk a little bit about how people can can join and get
1: involved in that yeah sure so i recommend that if you want to join and you want to be active like you want to be active in campaigns and help out with that um you make that clear when you join um so you might have some kind of skill already maybe you're good at graphic design maybe you're good at what it systems or um you are really good at writing or maybe you are just a a really friendly person that's really good at um making friends and keeping friends (laughs) um Well, all those skills will be really, really handy and you should make it clear that you have those skills um, and that you want to get involved in meetings and organising campaigns um, because a lot of people, um, and this is fine, a lot of people join with the union because um, they might want individual support, individual advocacy for their current, like they're getting a rent increase and they need support, so they join the union that way. That's great if you have a problem you're most welcome to join a union and get support for your issue. Um, but if you want to be involved in campaigns, make that really clear um, because we need as many people as we can. And if you have any of those skills, um, especially the making friends one, because let's face it, that's the main thing about organising. Then come along, and you know, if we don't, if we don't call call you straight away, nag us because we really want you. <laughs>
0: fantastic yeah and that, it
1: is a it's a great
0: skill and i think um being able to you know make friends and recruit them to to the union and to uh come along to some of those great campaigns as well i think is a certainly a very important skill as an activist campaigner as well and um yeah i people can check out the website there where there's information uh detailing how people can can join and the, you know the different tiered kind of systems of, of where you kind of fit within that and there's also more information there as well about about the union and you know if there's kind of particular assistance you might be needing as an individual, like you said, or or wanting to get involved in, uh, you know, different like yeah, providing your skills to help out the union as well. You can do that. Thanks a lot for coming on the show, Ollie. And um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to following those campaigns, and uh, you know, I'll try to let some of the people that I know that I'm I've made friends with about some of those as well and. I, I really hope they go well. I, I think they sound like, I think there's something about housing campaigning that's always really creative as well, or the kind of actions that happen. So it's really great to hear that.
1: Yeah. Thanks so much, James.
0: You've been listening to Stick Together on this episode. We've been listening to Ollie, who is a delegate from the Western branch of the Renters and Housing Union, about the union and some of the campaigns that are happening for um, housing rights within Victoria at the moment. If you'd like to hear other episodes of Stick Together, head to the 3CR website or wherever you normally listen to podcasts. If you'd like to get in touch with the producers of the show, send us an email at sticktogether3cr at gmail.com. And to finish the show, we're going to hear from the legendary John Lee Hooker with his song House Rent Blues. Until next time, stick together.
2: I'm gonna tell you a story about the house red blue. I had a good job showing up for five long years. Lord, have mercy. The old landlady was so lovey-devy for five long years. She was so nice and kind in every way. Every Friday evening, I come home with my paycheck, she'll smile. She was so lovey-dovey. My meals on time. My bath water be ready. Everything be ready. It rocked on. One Friday evening, I come home. I said, landlady, she said, what, Johnny? I done lost my job. She said, what? I'd have lost my job. And I begin to notice then, when I come home in the evening time, she wouldn't smile, acting all sad, acting what's wrong, so I ain't feeling good. I said, Lord have mercy. It rocked on. One Friday evening I come in, she said, where you been? I've been looking for a job. I said, you ain't been trying to find no job. I said, yes I am. And she told me, the other evening she passed by she saw me on the corner, leaning against a post. I said, guess my feet was tired and walking all day. I'm tired, I just can't find no job. She said, yeah, she said, I want my rent. I said, I ain't got no job and rocked on I go across the street to a friend of mine he had been so lovey-dovey to me for so long and I told him I said hey he said what Johnny I done lost my job he said yeah I said I want to stay here for a little while until I can get a job He said, I don't know. Let me go upstairs to see my wife, you know. He goes upstairs, he comes back down. He said, you know what? You know she looks funny. I said, yeah, and you funny too, everybody's funny. When you ain't got no money, when you run out of money, everybody's funny with you. Then I go back towards the streets, you know, back to the old landlady. I'm gonna fool her, you know, to get my clothes out the house. I said, hey. She said, What? I got a job. She said, Yeah, yeah. She said, yeah, Show up, show up. I said, Yeah. When you start to work, I said, Oh, baby, I start tomorrow. She said, Oh, yeah, you hungry? I said, Yeah. She goes to the store, you know. I rush upstairs to get my clothes out. She's talking about the front rent. She'll get nothing, she'll get the back rent, and they'll get none of it. I'm gone.